Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name is Lea Belaiva and today we're talking about vinyl records in Catalonia. In Catalonia and around the world, there has been a vinyl records boom in recent years. But why has this old and some may think unpractical way of listening to music gained popularity in a time where everyone can listen to whatever music they want to hear on their phones? On today's episode, we'll hear from different record stores in Barcelona, as well as the manager of the Cultural Association for Vinyl Records. Joining me today is reporter Lorcan Doherty. Hi, Lorcan. Hi, Lea. We swapped seats. We swapped <laughs> seats. We did indeed. Okay, so tell me, Lorcan, there has been a vinyl records boom, as I said, but what does that exactly mean? Yeah, well, essentially, vinyl records sales are on the up. I'm sure we've all noticed it anecdotally, right? whether it's ourselves buying records, our friends or family, or in shops, or even online. And uh, the figures bear it out as well. Uh, there was a report, the Global Music Report uh, 2023, said that vinyl's upward trajectory sustained for more than a decade continued in 2022 with growth of just over 17%. That's really uh, that's really an amazing number and an amazing news, actually. Okay, and that's the global picture. But what about at home here in Catalonia? Well, talking about Spain in general, vinyl sales have tripled in five years. Wow. And if we look at Catalonia, we asked uh, the Department of Culture for the latest figures. And in 2023, it was the first year that vinyl sales were greater than CD sales. So vinyl sales making up 5 million euros uh, compared to 4.8 million for CDs. Should be said that CDs in terms of the actual number uh, was still higher. But yeah, more money in vinyls. I guess we should also point out as well that we're talking about vinyls versus CDs, but actually the big seller for recorded music these days is, of course, streaming. Streaming is still the the winner. Um, streaming is the winner. I think at a global level, it was something like 84% of, of total revenues for recorded music. That was in the US, actually. Uh, that streaming accounts for that. But at the same time, vinyls have made a huge comeback. Apparently. Yes, yes, a huge comeback in, in recent years. Uh, still growing and sh showing no signs of slowing down at the minute. Okay, Lorcan, so why are vinyl records so so popular? I think it's basically because they're cool, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing is that streaming is obviously undoubtedly much more convenient. Uh, For sure. But if you're a fan of uh, certain artists, of certain music, and you have a connection with them, it seems that a lot of people want to show that by buying records. Okay, so it's kind of a new sort of merchandise that you buy. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so, exactly. And I mean, they look good. You know, you've got these big gatefold LPs with album art. You've got the liner notes you can read. <laughs> uh, sometimes you have posters. They're, they're, they're big tactile physical things. They're collectible. So if you're comparing it to other physical mediums like CDs, they're not quite as attractive, really. Yeah, CDs, I suppose they don't have the same exclusivity to them as records do. Yeah, also the fact that you can burn your own CDs That's kind of true. devalues them as an object a little <laughs> bit. And the other thing about CDs is that they were sold as the perfect format when they came out. And well, me and you both know, Leah, we grew up with CDs that mm -hmm. like they're far from indestructible and they do get scratched too. They do get scratched. And if actually when they get scratched, then you can't listen to them yeah. anymore. And with records, you can. You can just move the needle and, exactly. and continue. <laughs> 
sound quality is another factor. Vinyl records obviously sound better than a phone or your laptop speakers. You usually listen to to them on nice speakers, so that helps. Obviously, the sound quality thing is a bit sometimes, well, there's a big debate around it, but, you know, if, if, if you're listening to a digital format doesn't have any imperfections in theory you know it's it's, it's a perfect reproduction okay. of the sound that they want to create so it in theory it should be the best but people say that no it doesn't have the warmth of vinyl okay what what does that mean what does warmth in music mean i, I guess <laughs> part of it is to do with all the little imperfections that you get on a on a vinyl record like the crackle and the hiss and things like that it seems that we like listening to it mm-hmm. and warmth as well it, it means that maybe you, you hear less at the very highest frequencies and on vinyls, you, you tend to get a bit of a boost in like the lower frequencies and the mid frequencies. And I think that's what people are referring to when they say that it sounds it sounds warm mm-hmm. uh, compared to, to CDs or downloads or streaming. And what about the pandemic? Did that have anything to do with the boom? Well, the vinyl revival has been going on for much longer than, than just uh, these last few years. But some people do say that the pandemic... People were spending more time at home. Obviously, there was no gigs to go out to. Uh, so it was OK, sit at home, listen to records. And yeah, there's a nice way of listening to, to music by putting on the record and, and that whole ritual as well. Interestingly, I saw one study in the US that found that Gen Z, so born 1997, late, late 1990s, early 2010s, are more likely uh, than the average person to buy vinyl. So the sales are kind of growing because younger people are starting to buy them. Okay, that's uh, that's pretty interesting that the young people, the younger generations have picked up this uh, this old ritual of and, records. And the major sales are driven by like a mix of today's artists, Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Olivia Rodrigo, but also like classic rock artists like Fleetwood Mac and the Beatles. These are all kind of the top sellers. I read a quote from Michael Nash. He's an executive at Universal Music Group talking about these young audiences. And he said, there are opportunities to engage with super fans. We see the opportunity with the devotion to vinyl. Very often it isn't making it out of its shrink wrap. It's less about how it sounds than about fans longing for a deeper connection with artists. So that's Universal Music Group, one of the major labels, uh, saying that a lot of this vinyl being bought isn't even being listened to. So Yeah, so people, they just buy it to to collect it, basically. To collect it, to look at it, to mm-hmm. display it, to post it on Instagram, whatever you want. <laughs> and Lorcan, you talked to the owners of Surco, which is one of the oldest record stores in Barcelona, in Gracia. And also you talked to Marc from Wawa in El Raval. He had a great day checking out some record stores. Wawa is uh, like a real treasure trove. Uh, it's a bit dark. It's, you know, if you were unkind, you might say a bit dingy. <laughs> and then Circo, lovely family-run business in Gracia, as you said. And yeah, they say that they're the oldest record store in Barcelona and Catalonia and quite possibly Spain. Okay, well, let's see uh, how that went. My name is Carlos. I'm the son of the owners of this family business. Uh, they are Carlos also, my father, and Marisol, my mother. Celebrating 50 years in business, Surco is not just a shop. Like many of the small independent businesses that line Gracia's charming narrow streets, it's an extension of the family home. My, my father used to sell um, seven inches uh, at the Costa Brava. It was my mother that was opening the store, and I was at the 
back room, just listening to music, drawing, uh, reading. I was an only child, so I had my own wall. And luckily, I was born at a record store, so culture was at my in my hands. <laughs> my parents opened the, the store in '74. Uh, that was like uh, the heyday of vinyls. And it's interesting to note that maybe they weren't the best quality vinyls at that time because, you know, we had uh, the petrol crisis, one of the first ones. Sometimes we find it uh, amusing when people are finding, uh, looking for first editions of everything. Maybe nowadays some of those editions are, are much better. The 80s, it was like great. I was growing up in the store. And it was great to have so many clients coming here. The 90s too were good for Surco, Carlos tells me. Now they had CDs adding to their still healthy vinyl sales. But for another record store in Barcelona, it was vinyls all the way. Well, this is Wawa Records. This is a shop which is open since 1992. Wawa Records, like the Raval neighbourhood itself, is crammed full of character. Overflowing piles of records poke out from every angle. I love it. I've dropped in unannounced here on the recommendation of my friend Santi. In the absence of shop owner Jordi Segura, Mark, who normally works with the shop's record label, is kind enough to talk to me about how the vinyl revival is affecting them. We have always been specialised in vinyl. I mean, when everybody went CD, we stayed with vinyl. So, I mean, it's not new for us. But now, as a shop, we see that we have a wider offer because everybody, all labels have gone back to vinyl because CD is not selling or, uh, as well as, as they did. And then basically we were one of the very few shops, not only in Barcelona but in Europe, uh, which would have a nice selection of vinyl. And now every shop, everyone who's selling records is selling mostly vinyl. So is all this new competition a good thing? I love it because I am also a consumer. I mean, I also buy records and I love it. And every shop has its own personality. So, I mean, it's good that there is several shops and every record buyer will have his or her favorite. Actually, in this street, there was a time that there were like five record shops. It wasn't bad, it was good because, because there was a lot of people coming to buy records uh, to this street. Those new people that are uh, um, opening new stores are young people so for us we're we're very happy to to see that there are a lot of people still that are so passionate as we are uh, about vinyls and music in general because people who sell music uh, we we are not into a business really we are in this because we we love it both carlos and mark say the same thing when i ask them if there's any threat to the vinyl revival the greediness of the major sometimes could be described as a bubble. Major labels, I mean, they are just going after money. I mean, they are here to make to make money. They saw that there was a big rebirth in in vinyl, and they started producing vinyl. They even bought vinyl pressing plants. And the prices are getting higher and higher, so they can kill maybe that nice business that we have. But despite these concerns. Vinyl is here to stay. I think it's going to be here forever because it has been here forever. I mean, there was vinyl, and after that there's been reel-to-reel tapes, there's been uh, track cartridges, there's been cassettes, uh, there's been uh, CDs, uh, laser discs, mini discs, uh, streaming everything, and vinyl has survived. 
thanks to Carlos and Mark for speaking with us. And thanks to Carlos Senior as well, Carlos Dad, who I was chatting to off mic, and to Jordi as well, who uh, is the owner of Wawa and came in after we'd uh, wrapped up the interview as well and I had a wee chat with him. <laughs> One funny thing he told me, young people sometimes coming in and asking, where's your coloured vinyl section? <laughs> so rather than, okay, I'm looking for reggae or punk or whatever. No, I'm looking for coloured vinyl. That was like the... <laughs> so he was slagging them off a wee bit. But then, as we said earlier, like part of the appeal of vinyls is the visual aspect of it, you know? Exactly. So maybe this this exactly shows that people, they buy records now for, for different reasons than they did before, right? To display them at their homes, maybe also. Yeah, definitely. And... Both shops said they've got the, the regulars, but there's also plenty of tourists come in as well, it being Barcelona. But Carlos told me that sometimes he sees older people buying new records, new releases, new artists, and young people come in and they want the classic albums, <laughs> like they want the Beatles or Fleetwood Mac or, or whoever, you know. Okay, so I also understood that Wawa actually has a record label, right? This is really interesting. Mark told me all about uh, the record label that does reissues from the 60s and 70s, all different genres. And these are niche records. <laughs> you know, These are not Taylor Swift okay. or Rosalia. He told me about the last two releases. One was a, a guy called Randy Rice, an American singer-songwriter who kind of does psychedelic stuff. And the other one, a composer uh, born in Buenos Aires in 1910, Susana Baron Supervielle. She lived in Brazil most of her life, and these are electroacoustic works composed between 1974 and 1980, never previously released. Okay, very niche. Very niche, <laughs> experimental, kind of avant garde stuff. And yeah, they generally release about uh, limited editions of 500. And uh, I just think it's wonderful work that they do. And yeah. For sure, for sure. So it's, it's really for the collectors and the lovers. Exactly, you know, and I said, well, and you know, do, do you sell them? And he goes, yeah, like we got a really good blog review by some Italian blogger about this this latest release. And, you know, we, we sold, they've sold nearly all of them, you know. Okay, so we've mentioned Wawa and we've mentioned Surco. And where else can you go and buy records here in Barcelona? There are tons of record stores now in Barcelona, to be honest. If you're in Gracia, Circo uh, is there and also Disco Sen, uh, which is another family business, also founded in the 70s, this in 1978. Uh, like Circo, they also sell CDs as well. It's a bit bigger. And I think El Raval, where Wawa is, is probably one of the best parts of the city because there's plenty of shops there. There's Revolver, um, one of the most uh, famous uh, record stores in Barcelona, I would say. It opened in 1991, lots of rock, 60s, 70s. There's Discos Redon which opened quite recently. Um, Mark and Wawa told me the owners, though, have been on the scene for a long time. They specialise in jazz, funk, soul, hip-hop and Latin sounds. Discos Paradiso in Raval since 2010. They're kind of more electronica, techno, house. But to be honest, there are loads of record stores now in Barcelona. Basically, you can just point anywhere on a map and find a record store in El Raval. In Raval and yeah, other parts of the city too, Champla, and they're, they're popping up all the time as well. And a big day for them is April 20, which is the record store day. Record store day, which is very popular around the world. Uh, other dates for your diary in Barcelona are early May this year, 3rd, 4th and 5th of May, and also October, because that's when there is a massive uh, international record fair at Estacio del Nord. Uh, organizers say it's Southern Europe's biggest record fair. 
And what about bars? Where can people go to listen to records in bars? Yeah, this is kind of a, a new concept for me, these listening bars. I think it's um, Japanese kind of Tokyo influence okay. that has kind of yeah made its way to Barcelona anyway. Obliquo Hi-Fi Bar in Gracia, again, uh, just opened in November, founded by an Italian-Polish couple. I was checking out the photos, I haven't been, but you know, it's all dim lights, cocktails, natural wines. They emphasize quiet conversation. Uh, I gather that in Tokyo, no one talks in these bars, but I think that was a leap too far in <laughs> Catalonia. <laughs> yes, for sure. That would be impossible <laughs> in Catalonia. <laughs> but they do like avant-garde jazz, electronica, and all the architecture and the furnishings are designed with the acoustics in mind. And it's not the only one. In Barcelona, we've got Perros Mediterraneos, uh, also big on natural wine. I'm spotting a theme here. Okay, yeah. They also have a record store and they do food. That's in San Antonio. And Curtis Audiophile Cafe, so it's all in the name there. Uh, they also have a, a record store that's in the Champla neighborhood. And uh, they say that the main element and soul of the premises is the good sound. And they even have listening points with headphones and stuff like that. Oh, wow. That sounds uh, that sounds really interesting. Sounds like a place uh, you would want to uh, you would want to check out. And another thing that I, I find interesting is that you have this concept of old records, but then in this modern environment with dimmed lights, natural wine. And that's kind of an interesting mix, right? Yeah, it's just it's true. Randy, isn't it as well? You know, yes. I have to say it. <laughs> and another place you can go to to listen to records is Salvadiscos in Paula Sec. And I went there and I talked to David Ayon. El vinilo es es como tomarte un ron bueno. This is David Allion from the cultural association Salvadiscos, located in the Barcelona neighborhood of Pobla Sec. To him, listening to records is like enjoying a good glass of rum. First, you pick the record, then you take it out of its cover, you look at it, you put it on the record player and place the needle on top of it. To David, it's not only about listening to music, but about the calm it brings. The association was born during the pandemic when everything was closed and it became a meeting spot for Barcelona DJs and vinyl collectors, David explains. Since then, it has grown to an association of over 8,000 members. Salvadiscos holds DJing events, workshops and sells, buys and exchanges records, among other things. One may wonder why a place like Salvadiscos or records in general have gained so much popularity. Well, aside from the distinctive sound quality, it's all about sharing, according to David. The benefit of records or a place like Salvadiscos, he says, is that a DJ or a collector comes and plays a set that is chosen for the occasion and will take the listener on a sound journey. The DJ decides what you will hear instead of playing what the listener wants to hear, and that way the DJ introduces the listeners to new music. And that way of listening to music and savoring it, as he says, is completely different from listening to music on Spotify. David says he isn't opposed to Spotify. In fact, it's a great way of listening to music on the go or while driving. But through these channels, we only get to listen to what the majority listens to, what is recommended through algorithms or what the big record companies want us to listen to. 
Is Barcelona then becoming a new center for records? Well, according to David, records are becoming more popular everywhere, but there are also more and more places for vinyl lovers and DJs like bars, restaurants and even festivals. Thanks to David from Salvadiscos for speaking with us. Salvadiscos, when I hear the name, I'm thinking Salvavidas, like a life boy. That's exactly it. So when they actually got started, before they became a cultural association, they got this huge donation of old records. So that's uh -huh. how the whole thing started. So they're saving records? They're saving records. So one thing that he talked about that I found really interesting was the part about sharing music. Uh, because Salvadiscos is this cultural association, but what they really focus on is sharing music with each other. So they have DJs coming and playing and showing new types of music to, to the members there. So I found this, this really interesting, the fact that they use records to share an experience. And it got me thinking, is that something that disappeared and is coming back now? Yeah, I know. It's interesting because obviously, well, listening to music can be a, a solitary experience, can't it? You know, you can stick your headphones on. I mean, that's how a lot of people experience, especially recorded music these days. Live music's a bit different, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a record player, I should say. that It's a disclaimer. <laughs> um, my parents do have one in their house and... I have to say that I love listening to it when when I'm when I'm at home with them. Uh, but I do enjoy like kind of escaping away on my own and sticking a record on and just sitting listening and enjoying oh, it by yourself. I enjoy, I enjoy it, taking a little <laughs> bit of peace and quiet for myself as well. So, but I I do think it's wonderful that this thing about sharing music is is obviously great as well. But I think both have their place, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think also. Also, disclaimer, I also don't have a record <laughs> player, although I did have one at some point. Uh, but it, I think also my experience was more solitary than, than a shared one. Uh, but I think that, that, that when I think about uh, records, I think maybe about old movies, you know, old movies from the 80s where people would gather, uh, would come to the room of someone and listen to records while sitting on the floor and, and looking through the cover. Well, I guess as well, maybe one person on the street might have got their pocket money and gone out and bought that record, So, but everyone can come around and listen to it. Uh, whereas now, you know, we all have Spotify, YouTube, whatever platform at our fingertips. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I also thought about this thing about sharing music that back in the day, <laughs> if I can say that, then we used to have mixtapes, right? Where you would record uh, songs off the radio and then give them to your friend or your love interest or whoever. And we don't do that anymore, do we? I th well, uh, yeah, I mean, you couldn't do that with vinyl, we should say. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, yeah, mixtapes. But I think people do make playlists and share playlists for each other and stuff. Okay, um, so on Spotify, people would share playlists yeah, with each other? I would say so. I okay. mean, not something, that, again, I've... I've I'm thinking, yeah, one friend has definitely sent me a few playlists that he's made, maybe not specifically for me, maybe shares them with everyone. But, you know, I don't think that's completely gone away either. Well, in any case, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that people still make playlists for each other and uh, that we still share music with each other. <laughs> All right, it's time for our Catalan phrase of the week. What is it today, Lorcan? Sé como un disc rayat. 
Sé como un disc rayat. What does that mean? Like a broken record? Ah, of course. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> works in English, works in Catalan. Rayat, I think it literally maybe scratched. Scratched, yeah, which that is, would be the literal translation. Which is actually more accurate. It is way more accurate <laughs> because how does a broken record play in yeah, fact? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, and you can use it the same as in English, like something that uh, you hear over and over again or someone saying the same thing over and over again. Sé como un disc rayat. Sé como un disc rayat. And that's all we have time for today. Thanks for listening. Please do subscribe to Filling the Sink wherever you get your podcast, if you haven't already. And get in touch with us at fillingthesink at acn.cat. Thanks again to Carlos, Mark and David for speaking with us. And thank you to you, Lorcan. Thanks, Leah. And we'll be back next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sink. On behalf of the team here at Catalan News, I'm Leah Belaiva, wishing you a great weekend. Bye for now. Adeu.